Houston, you talk to Norvell, you talk to Dillingham, you talk to that coaching staff. You know, how, how do you look at that situation with Florida State looking to get back amongst uh, the top programs in the country? And, and how does that affect your recruitment if it does at all? I mean, I mean, that's I mean, that's definitely what what you want to hear as a recruit when you when you like see a coach and you see and you see like a program not was not was not doing like like they used to be and then you see a coach that's like that, that, that really wants to put them back to where they were that's definitely something that when he told me and then I could just see in like social media the ways that he's that he's trying to get it back up there like the fun they're having and the business they're handling too like that's definitely something that um excites me whenever I see that and hear it. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, bro? man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on this wonderful, not Thursday evening, but Wednesday evening, a night early. Got a big-time guest we're getting ready for. We'll talk about that in just a minute. As always, you guys can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. YouTube's rolling right now. YouTube's hot. So if you're not on our YouTube yet, go hit a subscribe button over there. We're not only uploading these videos as podcasts, but also we got some small clips from the past interviews that we've done with some former Knowles that you guys will probably like to go check out. So go check out our YouTube at Knoll Game Day. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we got some spring football to talk about. We actually have a practice. We're here. We've made it. Spring practice actually happened yesterday. We are going to jump into some of that discussion. We've got a little some nuggets that we might share here between me Nate and Dust, we got some recruiting. We've got top five dual threat quarterback from the 2022 class joining us here in about 30 minutes with MJ Morris, quarterback who just named Florida State as his leader. We got a lot of questions for him. We got a whole row of questions. We got to understand why he put Florida State there. Talk about some Mike Norvell, some Madden, some other things. So uh, we've got a packed pot and we got some basketball to talk about. ACC tournament, baby. Tournament time, it's March. The fun begins now. So, uh, And then also, Austin said that he's going to name 50 states. He was talking about on Twitter, Dustin. Uh, there's no, way he, can, there's no will, way he can get all 50. I will bet any amount of money. I will bet my entire bank account. Yeah, Austin's going to be going live here. With, he's going to be sharing his screen. He's going to pick out every single state live with us. And how fast you said you could do it? I, I could probably do it in under three minutes. Wow. Okay. I will, we'll see if this happens. That's going on. But before I jump into anything else, let me introduce the co-host tonight. Nate Greer, up with me at the top, lead recruiting insider at nolgameday.com. Austin Vizier, lead basketball writer. And then Dustin D. Lou, lead writer and editor. God, do we put you down as recruiting analyst now? What do we do? No. And, and like a note transcriber guy. 
And then Pan, Nate's you, like, you mean no. hiding in bushes guy? That too. You did get hit. guy, dude. My head. You got, you were, oh, I told you not to go <laughs> hide around the bushes. I knew someone would catch you. That's I I'm blue almost did, but he couldn't catch up. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if, oh, that would be a good race between y'all two. Maybe y'all can get that going. Speaking of races, uh, Los isn't with us this, this evening. Uh, usually we record on Thursdays, so this was kind of like a last minute. We got to get ready for basketball, and MJ could join us this evening. So, uh, Los will be with us next week. I'm still, you know, we talked about it in text today. We're still trying to get a race going. I told him, you know, maybe we run it up uh, at Kenny Shaw's camp next month, you know, do it all in front of all of his former teammates. And I think he's kind of nervous now. Uh, he didn't agree to it today. I'll try again tomorrow, but I, I think he's, he's a little nervous, and that's understandable. Um, just doesn't understand this kind of speed that I got. So it's fine. No comment back. We're all in agreements that I smoke them. Perfect. That's all I no, com no comment. Don't say, don't say anything at all. Oh, perfect. Trying to get through this. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's jump into it before we bring on MJ here in a few. Let's jump into the first day of spring practice. What are you guys' thoughts on that? You know, there's some videos little snippets here and there we've got some pictures being shared this evening man it seems like you know if you're in our discord we jumped into a bat cave last night and ran through all the nuggets that both nate and i received nate you know i thinking about the one that you received you know there's a group of players after yesterday that weren't too happy about their practice and they spent they went back to the uh practice field and put some work in uh yeah so you know, got, got to be in the back cave to get the get the info when it happens. But you know, like we talked about last night, it's just a different. It's day one in, but you know the, the work that led up to yesterday, and you know going to put in work after a twelve to fourteen hour day because you're not satisfied with with how you performed. You know, in, in my opinion, is the biggest takeaway from day one that they're putting in an effort to to keep moving forward and, and just to get better. Yeah, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. I, I was going to say the same thing. You know, it's hard to take away a lot from day one of spring camp, you know, when they're in helmet and shorts. There's not a lot of hitting going on. But to see the guys go out afterwards who weren't happy with how they performed and put in extra work, I mean, that just shows the mindset that the coaching staff is trying to instill in this team. Yeah. And I think that uh, that picture of – Joshua Burrell, man. That's a, that's a grab, <laughs> man. That's a grab. Yeah. No, that, that, that's impressive. I mean, and, we, and, we, and we, then, we've been talking about him though. Nate, yeah. we've been talking about him since this whole, uh, this whole start of tour of duty. We were hearing things. I mean, the discord knows about him enough, yep. but like, this isn't anything new and you know, he's just showcasing it. Now you like seeing that kind of things, you know, it doesn't happen a lot, but when you start hearing about players, you know, showing out and, workouts you know you're like all right that, that's workouts let's let's take it to the field and you know obviously had a pretty impressive day one looks like it, it, even seeing the video of uh you know, jerry and jones breaking on that ball you know he you know he looks a lot more explosive just on one snippet than he did all of last year i know he was you know fighting an injury but you know those are the kinds of things you like to see yeah, I there's an, there's another players not much say. I mean, it goes to Discord first, but and for our Patreon members. But another player was impressing uh, defensively. I think there's a lot of 
question marks at defense right now, definitely in the defensive backfield on who's going to fit where the best. Definitely who's going to be your two starting corners. You know, we've really been high on Tamori Tate, but let's be honest, the kid hasn't even played a college snap yet. Uh, do you throw him, you know, out against Notre Dame in the first game? You know, that's a big-time question mark. Uh, do you bring in a guy that's a veteran like Miko Dotson who was hindering injuries? Uh, but we got to see a video that was – shared on Jerry in the social media that uh, he had a pretty good bite on the ball, break on the ball, uh, and got an interception. Uh, we don't know who was throwing the ball, but uh, Jerry and Jones got an interception, and also Travis J got two takeaways yesterday, which Travis J is Travis J, Nate, right? Yes, best player on the team. So, you know, we're, we're going to see him take that next step. You know, everything – slowing down for him, everything going to come together, hopefully this year for him. Um, you know, he's got all the, all the tools you want in a football player. So, you know, really, really want to see everything come together for him. That would be a, a massive help on the back end for that secondary. Yeah, and it's going to be big for him to step into a leadership role. I don't know if you want to share what yeah. the source told you yesterday, Logan. Yeah, no, we'll share some here, a little nugget. But uh, Travis J, you know, he's obviously, like Nate said, has got the physical attributes. He's, he's extremely athletic and probably the most athletic on the team. But uh, one thing about him, which I wasn't really expecting to see definitely so early on in camp, but first day of practice, uh, DB dropped the ball yesterday, uh, and he went straight over to his teammate and told him, give me 10. Give me 10 push-ups. Uh, that's just not how it's going to work. He held him accountable. Um, and it seems like that's a big move on Travis J's part of moving into that kind of role. And we talked about it in the back cave last night inside the discord. And we were discussing on, you know, going back to DBs that did that. We know of two names that jump out right at you is Derwin James and Jalen Ramsey, you know, two guys that held each other, held each other accountable along with their teammates um, and, and call them out when mistakes were being made. But I thought that was pretty interesting to me. That was uh, shared to me about how Travis J is, is turning into that leadership type type role. So, I mean, don't get it twisted. We're not comparing him to a Derwin or a Jalen. At the same time, you know, the, the sky's the limit for a kid like Travis J. You know, he, he's going to go as far as he can take himself. So, you know, he, he's got all the capability to be, uh, be an All-American at Florida State. Um, you know, it, it's, it's on him for things just to – continue to slow down and come together and, you know, put it all together when fall comes. And, you know, Florida State staff has really preached accountability ever since they arrived. And, you know, as coaches, that message can only be conveyed so much. And I think when the players take on that mindset and start to hold other players accountable, you know, that's that's just huge. It means more than just the coaches doing it. Showing that guys are buying into the message. I mean, from all the stories you heard from Carlos and then the EJs and then, you know, having, you know, the Kenny Shaws and then, you know, you hear all these stories and and then you hear the coach speak and the coach talk. You know, the good teams are the are the ones that have the players that hold them hold each other accountable. So that's that's been the biggest thing that's been lacking from this program is that it's kind of been just a, a free for all you know, a, a, a me mentality instead of a we. So you know, when you start to see that change, I know there's a big debate on Twitter about culture and, you know, everyone likes to use it as a, as a hit word and, and 
you know, something to, to troll about, but it, it, it's a legitimate thing. And, and I think, you know, people need to understand that when you talk about culture, that's what it is. It's accountability. And for, for Florida state to turn the page on the last couple of years, they have to have that. And they just simply haven't had that. And, you know, you, you could talk about it for, for, for hours about different examples and different things that you see on and off the field and hear on and off the field about that. And, you know, to hear that that's changing and, you know, the young kids are stepping up and guys that are new to the team, like, uh, you know, McKenzie Milton, uh, you know, are, are the ones taking that on, you know, that's, it's going to bode well moving forward as Florida State really looks to get back among the, you know, the top program in the country. Yeah. No leadership is a big thing. We were talking, like you were just mentioning this locker room, and it is slowly but surely changing. We were discussing it so much during the season and the start of the offseason of some things that Mike Norvell was going to be doing in the locker room. You know, some guys that maybe weren't uh, a great, I don't know, kind of were almost diseases to the locker room. There was not going to be any kind of growing unless you got rid of the disease. And I think there's a few players that Mike Norvell met with and, you know, kind of, you know, we're agreeing to part ways or things weren't going in the direction. You know, maybe the player wasn't believing fully in Mike Norvell's system or process or where the program was going to be headed. Um, and, and some people, some players had to part ways. So that's kind of what goes with the whole transition of a new coaching staff coming in. Uh, there was a lot of things that I've been told, you know, Mike Norvell is a freak all about organization. We heard about that last spring, but we didn't get to really feel the whole <clears throat> we didn't get the full chance of it, you know, with the whole COVID-19 hitting everything and every coach across the country was, you know, hit out of nowhere and having to try to fight organization through zoom and meetings. But now we really get to see how Mike Norvell is. I know there was a picture posted on Twitter of Mike and coaching staff on Monday with this whole coaching staff out there going through the systems on how things are going to be ran uh, very sophisticated on organizations organization. Um, and that's something that, uh, it's kind of been, you know, not the same since maybe, what do you say, Nate, maybe, you know, Jimbo, I mean, I've been to a few practices there and got to be through all of them, but you know, Jimbo was very key and, and very strict, just kind of like a nerdy kind of strict on how things were going to be ran or you're just not going to have a job here. You're just not, it's not probably pre Alabama, you know, probably pre Alabama. Yeah. You know, leading up to that and, you know, things quickly fell apart after that. So, after that game. Yeah. Just a tad. Um, but yeah, that, that's just the kind of feeling that, you know, th these practices are bringing. Let's see if there's another thing in here that uh, we shared inside the, the bat cave. Uh, there, there was a lot of question marks about the quarterbacks. You know, it was surprising. We haven't even talked about a quarterback yet, but uh, one of them, from what I was told, all the quarterbacks had some kind of brace on. Uh, it seems like this group's kind of, banged up we all we already know about mckenzie milton i was told you know he was running uh, rollouts yesterday and it is you know we're gonna see it happen but it's a very kind of awkward run but he's running 100 um, percent and that's just what we're gonna watch and be like uh you know and that's probably when you know that half a second clip came up that Florida State released everybody was freaking out about it but um supposedly his rollouts rollouts were perfectly fine 100 percent uh, and obviously his throwing motion is probably the best in that depth on that uh, quarterback room. But 
the quarterback situation is going to be fun to watch the next couple of weeks to start off with. Yeah. I, I think we all know how it's going to unfold, but the, do we, do we, I think we all know how things are going to unfold, but if you, they, they got to have a, they, they got to have guys like, like Chuba and, you know, Jordan really step and compete. They have to have them ready to go. And you know, God forbid if something happens. So. Gotcha. What do you think? Yeah. yeah like Nate said, um, this, this is going to be a big competition moving forward because you want to see Jordan Travis start to take the next step from where we saw him last year, get more consistent throwing the ball and, you know, Chubb as well. And I think having McKenzie there, that's only going to make them strive to compete harder each day. And I also think McKenzie can help them with just the mental part of their game. You know, cause I assume that the quarterbacks are probably all going to be watching film together. So he can help them spot things that, you know, maybe normally they would have missed out on. But I agree with what Nate said because, you know, God, God forbid, but at any moment, a quarterback could go down. I mean, we saw it last year. And if if someone was to get injured, you want to make sure that next guy mm-hmm. is as ready as possible. And one thing I want to say about, you know, McKenzie, and I said it last night in the, in the Batcave too, and, you know, anyone that has common sense would know when you have that severe of an injury, it changes your, your body for forever. You're not going to be 100% the same as before. You can be 100% of what you are after the fact, but, you know, he's going to have – his gait's going to change. He's going to run differently. If you watched Alex Smith play this year, he ran differently. You know, he wasn't that, you know, sudden guy who – you know, he used to not hesitate to get out of the pocket or he was not uncomfortable, you know, running the ball up the field. And, you know, he hesitated. So, you know, him as a player is going to change a little bit and how he runs is going to change, you know, as someone that's had three knee injuries, you know, it it changes how you run and how you walk. So, you know, people shouldn't freak out about that. No. Yeah. Uh, Another guy that everybody was excited to hear about or, talk about is Jermaine Johnson now that we're finally getting some uh, pictures coming out. I know that Jermaine just actually tweeted a really good picture. I wish I could share this on my screen if I can find it quick enough. Oh, him and Melton? Yeah, I'm trying to get that picture to you guys so we can put it on the screen. Let's see. Let's see if Zoom is... Let's see if Zoom... Is put it over enough. my face so I quit yawning. Yeah, can we just like hide you, please? We are we boring you? I don't know what's going on here. Are you able to see my screen? I don't know why. Every week when we get on here about nine o'clock, I start yawning. Screw up. Uh, I'm an old man, dude. I don't know if it's but y'all y'all can see that. I don't know. Yeah. If I don't know if the stream can though, sadly. But um Well a nice tweet deck, bro. Man, 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 look at you, look at your boy Burrell going out for that ball. Woo. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, Burrell, man. I need to figure out how to a way to uh, share the screen a little bit better on here. I wish it would just pop up on my end, but uh, yeah, no, Burrell looks good. Um, also, Jermaine, and looks like he. There's a few clips of him getting around the block. Who was that? Robert Scott, Dustin yeah. from earlier in the Discord. We yeah. saw um, he beat Scott inside. The, you show the, the video on. The- on the stream? 
yeah, if someone DMs me and I could throw it up on here while we're waiting. We're, we're, we're just kind of just going through spring practice until uh, MJ Morris drops in here with us in about seven minutes. So it's just kind of talking spring practice right now. <laughs> Better hope he's right on time. You keep saying he's going to be here in seven minutes. Hey, Nate's, Nate said he's got it. And you know what? He's a guest, Dustin, so. I don't see any videos on. You don't see any videos? Twitter. Let's see if I can share a. Uh, I'll share a. Share my screen here. But I don't like the way that shares. But yeah, this is uh, this is Burrell. Let's see. It's not seeing that. Nah, that's bad. I'll figure it out next. I was supposed to have this third screen set up so then I could actually just drag over and you'd see it. But obviously not working for me. Uh, but uh, I just found it. There we go. Oh, you guys want to promote Beyond the Bench? I don't know what that is. It's like 247's Twitter where they just post videos. Yo, uh, yo, he does a really good job of explosiveness. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't, I can't do, it, you know? do you know what? Uh, we yeah. were talking, I was talking about with James Coleman earlier and on Mark Rogers' show, and we were talking about, you know, did he make fun of your hair? No, well, nobody did. I was surprised. You were the Ghost- first one. Don't say Anquan because I was just sitting here. I was about to say, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a be Anquan, but you know, the body type and the the physical and the yeah. ability to catch the ball. Yeah, is that what you guys talked about? Yeah, no, we talked about that the Anquan kind of comparison because I think that's pretty good because he's not. He's not a guy that's a route runner, right, Nate? He's more of a guy that will take on the contact and. No, no, he, he can run routes, but the thing he's not a burner, and, and yeah, that's, that's what, what I mean. Anquan wasn't. Like he was just so physical, like yeah. you know, fast enough to beat a, a, a linebacker, but he's going to physically dominate a safety or a corner. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, he knows knows how to use his body to get open. You know, he may not. He may. He's not. He's not going to be a four or five guy, four or four guy, but he's going to know how how to separate and, and you're not going to be able to jam him on the line you're not going to be a throw's timing off and, and he's, he's going to catch everything mm-hmm. like like he's he's gonna catch everything and that's what Anquan did so well you know it's even in the pros you know he just caught everything what are y'all looking forward to we're about to bring Morris on here in a few minutes but you know, what are y'all looking forward to hearing from him? You know, I know Dustin and Nate are the recruiting gurus here, but obviously he just named Florida State as a, as a leader. But what are y'all looking forward to asking them here in a few minutes? Just to see how things have unfolded, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, Florida State's clearly going to take two quarterbacks. You know, get his you know thoughts on that. You know, get his thoughts on, on the relationships because, you know, it's really important right now with the lack of visits is, is how, how's that relationship, you know, going, how's it continue to build and move forward? You know, you know, want to ask, you know, just how it's all come about. Cause you know, Florida State's always been a part of his recruitment, but really over the last few weeks, it seems like it's really kind of taken off. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask him about Madden. Yeah, his Madden game against Dillingham and who else? Who else? They Atkins. Yeah, he played against Atkins and Dillingham. Well, like how? I don't know if he's playing anyone else. But like, how bad is Dillingham? Because supposedly he's not that great. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Whenever we talked in January, 
He said that Dillingham hadn't beat him in a couple months. So I don't know if they've gotten a chance to play since then, but I'm gonna have to ask. I, I, I think we all know who the who the Madden master is, right? Der, Derwin. Yeah, I was about to say Derwin's nasty yeah, at Madden. I mean, he could be esport like he he could play in esports. Like like for real, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Cardell Jones beat a kid at like a hospital, like. 100, 113 to like 28 or something a couple years ago <laughs> in NCAA. That's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> no, they do those little charity visits. Yeah. yeah, he played some kid in NCAA and just didn't, him. didn't take it easy on him. He was uh, like, I'm here for business. <laughs> oh, my. Give him, that, give him that killer mentality, man. <laughs> man. If, if anybody's in the YouTube chat here, if y'all have any uh, questions, we'll do the chat over here. If y'all have any questions for MJ when he joins, throw them in there, and we'll maybe be able to pick some, a few uh, before MJ gets off. But I know there's a lot of YouTube people over here right now. If y'all uh, throw a question in there, we'll try to get to one or two of them. Um, I was say, we're stacked. I know we're stacked, but hey, Dustin, this is called we take care of the people that are viewing us. It's not all about you, Dustin, and your questions about Madden. It's all it's about called, our viewers. It's called engagement, bro. So the only reason we're doing the show is for our viewers, Dustin. Okay. Not all about so, you. Yeah. I'm not doing it for them, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> what a sicko. What I'm a here sicko. for me. That or not. Um, I'm trying to think. Ja'Shawn Corbin was taking first team reps. I'm just going to start dropping little baby nuggets here and there. It was taking first team reps. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. No, we um, said that last podcast that so we expected him to come out as a starter. Yeah, and, you know, Lawrence Tofilly, there's a few nuggets here and there on him. We'll keep that to the Patreon members only. But um, if you guys aren't in the Discord or the, the Patreon yet, I highly suggest you all get over there because, you know, Nate and Dustin and I and also Austin basketball-wise are always dropping a few things here and there practically every day, definitely after practices for spring. And, you know, Austin's always got some things up his sleeve, so – Make sure you guys are over there on that Patreon. You can. I, I went in and dropped a handful of uh, predictions, you know, for on, on a handful of the recruits. Yeah. What about uh? You dropped one just a little bit ago. Who was Today? this? No, nah, this. Oh, you. Oh, you did a lot. Of, good God. I did, yeah, I did a lot. I'm saying, man, Nate just like throws darts at a dartboard. Yeah. See, me, I, I space them out because I'm actually thinking. Nate's just like. Uh, here's Ted prediction. Not yeah. it, it's called when I got time from work. I got I gotta I gotta throw him in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, all right, sweet. We got MJ in here now uh with us this evening. Nate said that you know it's kind of open questions here. We won't we won't be too brutal with them. There won't be anything <laughs> too crazy. But hey, appreciate you joining us, MJ. Uh, I'm Logan. Below me is Dustin, our lead writer and editor to the side Love of MJ. I think Uh-oh. he's muted. Yeah, I'm muted. How you there doing? You there you go. There you go. Now we're good. Now we're good. Um, and then Austin's to your side, and then also uh, Nate's at the very top, so the one that you talked to. Yes, talk to me, too. Oh, yeah? <laughs> MJ, you just talk, you're just talking to everybody. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, uh, how you doing? Good evening. Glad you were getting some time off to kind of hang out with us. I know you got baseball season going on right now. How's that going? It's going pretty good, man. We start region play uh, this Friday against Columbia, so that's so that's gonna be our really like first big game. So just getting prepared for that. How does that work with you? Of course, you 
you know, dual sport over here. How does that work? You know, transitioning from football and then going into baseball like that. Is that hard for you or is it just something that's easy? You're used to it now. I mean, like the first couple of years when I started going into high school, ball, I mean, it was kind of adjustment, but now I just got used to it. Like the throw, the throw is pretty much the same almost. I don't really have to worry about like throwing. I mean, it might take me a couple of throws to get like used to the ball adjustment, all that type of stuff. But I mean, going for sports, sports, it's, it's, it's not that, it's not that big of a problem. So what are you playing on in baseball right now? So I, I guess this would be a segue, you know, as we're talking about baseball right now, you know, what do you play and, you know, how much of a factor is baseball when it comes to your college decision? I'm at, um, I'm at center field right now. And I mean, baseball has always been a love of mine. If I get the opportunity to play baseball in the next level, which is college, I'm definitely going to take the opportunity because I mean, why not play both? I mean, you have the chance to play both. Just go ahead and take it. So it's definitely something me and my family have been talking about. Have colleges been talking to you about that possibility? About yeah, playing both? Yeah, a couple of colleges have said, like, when I when I brought it up, they was like, I love the idea that you that you want to compete in two sports and play both sports. Because I know, like, a lot of quarterbacks are doing it, especially um, Florida State when Jameis Winston played both. Like, definitely something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, now that uh, Jameis could sling that thing from outfield. I think there's one throw of him. I think he was in right field and he threw it right all the field. way to third. Yeah, he was in right field and slung it and got the guy out at third. That that boy, that boy had an arm. So so let's get right into it. So, you know, big news dropped this week about you, you know, naming Florida State your your leader right now. So can you walk us through how that kind of how you kind of led to that decision and what kind of made you announce that, you know, this week? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like it's just like um I've, I've really had the, the closest relationship with Florida State, like, this whole time recruiting. Because um, especially with Coach Dillingham, when he was at Auburn, like, me and him were just always so close. And I remember when he was at Auburn, like, he would always say that he really wants to coach me one day. And then he went to Florida State and offered me there. And that's, like, their relationship never left. Like, we probably talk now, like, every day. Like, it's all, like it might be a phone call or, like, a couple of texts back and forth. But it's something every day. Then we play Madden together. And then, like, I, I, just, I just really like I just really like what um, Coach Marvell and Florida State, they're doing over there. So, what was it something what was it you know just accumulation of, of the past couple you know however long they've been recruiting you was it something that they've been talking about lately that's kind of put it together for you to to name them your leader or is it just everything as a whole I mean it's kind of everything as a whole I mean I know I know like a lot of quarterbacks are starting to commit and I, I definitely want to try to be committed by May so I mean I'm, I'm definitely gonna like start speeding the process up a little bit I just want to I just want to visit like a couple, a couple more schools. So definitely Florida State. I'm going to try to visit on April 10th for the um, for for the spring game, and then um, and then I'm going to visit Georgia Tech and Stanford and Nebraska. Those are really the only other schools I want to visit before I make a final decision. And then yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, real quick, um, you know, early in the process, it kind of seemed like you know Georgia Tech was a school that you were kind of leaning towards a little bit. You know, that was the internet gossip and I know you know in Nebraska your relationship with Scott Frost has, has blossomed a little bit so can you walk us through in Stanford those other schools you know wh why are you interested in those schools and, and, and you know why, why are they in your final final group yeah well I'm, I'm interested I'm interested in Georgia Tech I mean it's like 40 30 40 45 minutes away from the house so I mean I've always I've know I know a lot about them and then when um when coach Collins was there like he hit me up and I just I just love I love his personality I love the way he coaches and then the running back coach to charge choice him him and my 
dad have been like friends like since way back. So me and him have always had a great relationship too. And then I have a cousin that goes there. I'm Ryan King. He's a freshman that just that just enrolled on the um he's a wide receiver. So he always talks to me about it. And then Stanford, I mean Stanford's just like a big opportunity. Like you get mm-hmm. you get the school part of it and then the football part of it too. So I mean when they offered it was just like a really exciting feeling for me. And then Nebraska, yeah, like I said, like the like we'll go Coach Scott Frost. It was about like a couple months ago. We just really started talking back and forth about football, life in general. And I, I love him. Like I love him. Um the OC, the um the quarterbacks coach. I mean, I've never seen it before, so I, I definitely want to get down there and see it for myself. Cause I mean, I just don't know too much about them. And yeah, as for Florida State, I know you mentioned, you know, your relationship with Kenny Dillingham. Who else on the staff do you talk to and have a relationship with so far? Uh, I'll say um, the, another one is is a, a O-line coach, Co- Coach Atkins, and then I'll say Coach Norvell. Those are really the three strongest relationships I have on the um, staff. What do you think about them? I love I, I played I played Coach um, Atkins in Madden a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. Uh, I I can't beat him. I don't know why. Because he, like, only runs the ball. So it's hard. It's hard yeah. to the person that only runs the ball. And then, and then like, I love He's like a true person. Like he's always going to be honest with you and tell you, and tell you the real stuff. And then, and then Coach Norvell, I've been talking to him for a long time too. Like ever since, ever since they offered, just that, that relationship like never stopped. We we talk probably about like once a week, maybe maybe twice a week, and we just talk about football. And he he tells me like how, how he thinks I can do at Florida State, and he and I, I believe the same things he said. While we're talking about Madden, real quick, you know, is it true Dillingham's really kind of bad at Madden? He is. <laughs> no, I know when we talked in um, January, you said you were on a pretty good uh, winning streak against Coach Dillingham. Have you lost to him yet between now and then? Nope. <laughs> is there is there like any – when you guys are playing, is there any trash talk involved? Most definitely. All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I love that you're calling out Dillingham. I love that. But Coach Atkins is nice with it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's just like – because when I play – I usually play people who pass the ball, so I've never really had to play someone who runs the ball literally every play. So if you can't stop the run, you're going to have a long day trying to beat him. Yeah. Hey, no. He plays he play smash-mouth old-school football. The whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were talking about it earlier. Derwin James is nasty at Matt. I don't know if you've seen any of him MJ playing, but that guy could be an esports. Derwin's disgusting. Wow. I'm about to uh, check it out. Oh, he's nasty. Uh, I was going to ask you going back to Mike Norvell and you know Kenny Dillingham for sure. These two, how do you feel? You know, you could fit into this Florida State offense because you know he wants to put quarterbacks in situations where. He's got talent. The, the player's going to have talent all around him. Playmakers is a big thing for Dillingham and Norvell. But how do you think for you personally at quarterback, you fit into this offense? I mean, personally, I, I feel like I'd fit in perfect in the offense. I definitely offense that, like, I was I, I could watch on TV and I could, I could like, imagine myself playing in the offense. I told my dad, I, like, I, I could really see myself playing for um for coach Norvell and coach Dillingham in his offense one day I like you said like the talent around him is crazy like the receivers you have a great O-line because you have great O-line coach and then you're running back like you're just going to be set all around so that's definitely something that excites me so you know we we've talked about this before but um you know last time I talked to you I, I talked to every recruit I talked to I asked him about the direction of Florida State you know the last few years they've you know, they've been down, call it what it is. 
they haven't been Florida State that you know we expect. You know, so you know, as, as you're going through the recruiting process and you talk to Norvell, you talk to Dillingham, you talk to that coaching staff. You know, how do you look at that situation with Florida State looking to get back amongst uh, the top programs in the country, and, and how does that affect your recruitment if it does at all? I mean, I mean that's, I mean that's definitely what what you want to hear as a recruit when you when you like see a coach and you see and you see like a program not was not was not doing like like they used to be and then you see a coach that like that, that, that really wants to put them back to where they were that's definitely something that when he told me and then I could just see him like social media the ways that he's that he's trying to get it back up there like the fun they're having and the business they're handling too like that's definitely something that um excites me whenever I see that and hear it. Does it help when that you know they get guys like a like a Travis Hunter to commit and a Sam McCall? You know, guys who who are top flight. You know, I, I say it on every podcast. I think Travis Hunter is the best player in the country. I do too. See, you hear that? Yeah. We'll quote it. We'll quote it. Why is that? Because he, he he's a bad boy, man. He's bad. Yeah, he's he's a freak on the field. He's crazy. Do, do you play against him any or? No, I, I haven't played against him. I mean, I was I, I was going to play on his on his seven on seven team this this weekend, but I have a baseball tournament to get to. So uh, has he been re- recruiting you? Uh, a, a little bit, a little bit. He he was just like like whenever I, I post an um an FSU edit on my Instagram, he'll just be like swipe it with a little um Florida State emoji. Yeah. So so you know, see, seeing that they're bringing in these top flight kids, you know. The, does that kind of, I won't say make you buy into what Norvell is selling, but does it kind of help reassure that message? Oh, yeah, sir. Yeah, I mean, most definitely when I see like those, those, those top ranked kids and the stuff like that, they're going to Florida State, like I, I can just like be a part of that and then we can all be like as, as, as a whole and together and we can all like bring that back, be, bring Florida State back up to where they were. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you. MJ, and I love doing this definitely for younger guys like you, but who do you compare your game to and who is a player maybe in the NFL or even college ball, but someone that you look up to that you try to put your game around? Who do you, who do you, or who do you compare yourself with maybe? Um, I would probably Deshaun Watson. He's, he, he, he's definitely the person I try to compare myself around. And that's definitely like, like that's, that's something like, that, that ever since my freshman year that, that people have always told me, they was like, you remind me of Deshaun Watson when he was in high school, when he was in college. And I could like, and then watching him, I could see that I definitely had some comparisons to him. So I've been, that, like, that's definitely my, my favorite quarterback in the league. I just watch him wherever he goes. Yeah. I wonder we, any, any ideas of where he's about to go in the NFL? That's a, he's, he's, he's a free agent kind of guy or I don't know what his situation is right now, but I know he's about to go somewhere else. But he just know. wants out. He's under contract. Yeah, no, he's he, under contract. He's just they got to figure out where he's going. His agent's got to hook him up. He he's he's in his prime, man. He don't want to waste it with that rebuild in Houston. You know, no. I understand that. You know, yes, sir. But uh, so what are you working on? You know, every athlete is working on ways to get better. You know, do you get feedback from from not you know not just Florida State's coaching staff, but you know, from the Nebraska's and Georgia Tech's and Stanford's, you know, do they give you feedback on things they want to see you continue to, to improve? Or what do you think that you got to do in order to get ready for the next level? Um, I'll, I'll say, yeah, yeah, like uh, I, I've watched film with the, with the 
colleges. Like I've watched film with them. I watched film with Stanford. Like we watched their film and then we watched my film. Like and just like and just like just like some small tips that I can carry over into my game. And then I did the same thing with Georgia Tech. We, me and Coach Dillingham were playing on dude, but like we never we never really got the time to because he was always busy in the office or I was mm-hmm. always busy with school or football, something like that. But I have done that with a with a um with a couple of schools and that they do give me feedback. But pretty much the main thing I'm working on, like my junior year, I was, the only thing I was working on was like being smarter up here on the field. So being mm-hmm. faster in my head and making reads in my head a lot a faster. And then my sophomore year, I was just I was just, I was just working on like um just ball placement accuracy. Um, ball strength. So now my senior year, I really just want to like put all that together and just ball out like all the skills I've been working on since my freshman through my junior year. I just want to put it all together my senior year and just like have a day. MJ, we're partnered. You probably know it really well being up there in Georgia, but we're partnered with Chick Fil A. So this is, and I should have, I should Nate should have maybe given you a little heads up on this, but you probably <laughs> it should be like easy money to pick. But I gotta ask you what your favorite meal is at Chick-fil-A, your go-to, and then your favorite sauce. I can already tell that you already, you're about to like, you got me with it right now, but go ahead, go ahead and yeah. throw those to me. Oh, whenever, whenever I go to Chick-fil-A, I usually get meal with the lemonade and then an eight count nugget on the side with only barbecue sauce. Oh, wait, wait, say it. I think Thank you cut you. out at the beginning. Wait, say, what do you say at the beginning? Barbecue you say Chick-fil-A. sauce. A, sp- a sp- spicy chicken sandwich meal with a lemonade an eight count nugget and then only barbecue sauce. Okay, now we're talking. The spicy sandwich has been on a roll lately. Who was it last week that was with us on the show? Kenny, Kenny Shaw. Yeah, yeah it was Kenny. Kenny Shaw. Kenny Shaw was a big spicy sandwich guy. And I think also uh, EJ Manuel was. I think he was saying the spicy deluxe, if I remember correctly. But yeah, and the barbecue. You don't rock with the Polynesian. What, what's your thoughts on Polynesian? You know, I mean, I've I've tried it once, like a couple years ago, and I I just never stuck with it so like but the barbecue sauce like i can i can have that any day (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah i feel it i feel it yeah you know going back over to florida state with you planning to uh visit for the spring game in april what do you want to see from the campus while you're there the city and you know obviously the game as well yeah i mean i I, I really i really want to see the campus because like i I know a lot of stuff about the off. I know a lot of stuff about the football part, but like the main thing is really just seeing the campus and seeing if I'm, if I get, if I feel comfortable, I feel like it's a home because that, that, that's where I'm going to be for three to four years of my life. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to see that and, and see, see if I can fit in there. And then for the football part of it, just, just seeing how like the quarterback does and seeing how he moves the ball and seeing and seeing how comfortable he looks because that's definitely something I'm going to be looking forward to. Have you done the uh, virtual tours before to say? Uh, I've done I've done an academic tour. I haven't done like mm-hmm. a virtual tour, but I, I did the academic tour because that, that's really what my mom wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned, you know, we were kind of talking about it in our production meeting and you kind of hit, it, hit, on, it, hit on it already. You know, this, you know, lockdown, you know, dead period is supposed to be the last, you know, of that. And after that, they're going to open it back up and it kind of corresponds with your timeline. But, um, you know, if if dominoes fall fall quicker than than what you expect, are are you gonna up that timeline and make a decision, or and not not to get into Dustin's question too much, but you know, or, or I guess my question is, how much does other kids committing play into your timeline to make a commitment? Might have frozen up there for a second on him. Looking to commit. 
Oh, you're back now. You're back now. It was good. It was frozen just for a couple of seconds. It's back. Yep, you're good. I was saying like looking like who all commits. You're definitely looking like if you're looking to commit to a school that that that's only going to take one QB in your class. And I mean, you're definitely mm-hmm. someone commits that you definitely can't go there anymore. But I mean, I'm 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 not too worried about it. I feel like I, I feel like I have the schools that I'm really looking at. And I mean, if 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 things if things need to happen earlier, then I, I definitely will make it happen earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you, MJ. Is there any players on Florida State's team that are kind of in contact with you or that are really pushing, you know, trying to get you to land in Tallahassee? I was, I was talking to um, what's his name, Josh Bird, the other day. The um, is it? Yeah, wide receiver. I, yeah, I was I was talking to him. He 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 kind of like DM me, and then I I had posted something about Florida State on my Instagram, and he was like, "What's the wait? Just just go ahead and commit." <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I've been talking to him for a couple months now. Josh Burr's a big one. We were just talking about him before you hopped on here, talking about the first day of spring practice, and we were hearing things. Me and Nate were and Dustin uh, during tour of duty their workouts and uh, how impressive he was. They were saying that he had the best hands on the team as a true freshman in the room. And then first day of practice, there's about you know five shots, camera shots of him making some insane grabs. And I think that's crazy. I mean that that kid's got some talent. I'm sure. I'm sure he's sending that to you and saying, <laughs> you know, this could be you and I. You know, what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man. Um, MJ, earlier you said that you know you spoken with Travis Hunter a little bit. Do you know anyone else in Florida State's 2022 class, or you know any current players maybe on Florida State's roster? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know too many others that are committed to Florida State except um Nico, Nico. I don't know how I pronounce his last name. The quarterback. Marquio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, I've spoken to him a couple times and Travis a couple times. And I mean, that's, those are really the only two I've really spoken to that are committed. So how, how, do, how do you look at, you know, maybe the possibility of two quarterbacks in, in the class? Uh, I mean, it's just it's, it's just if I want to go there, I'm just, I'm just have to go down there and compete. That's really the only answer to that. I'm going to go out and compete mm-hmm. every day and try to get that job. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, Dustin or Nate, is there something? But, uh, so, uh, you know, th- this commitment, dec- you know, decision, I know that, you know, you, I think it was your, your father did an article with 24-7 sports and kind of hit on a lot of stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, what's going what's gonna to lead to your decision? And, and, and you know, how do you, how do you want this commitment to go down? You know, how, how do you want to announce it? Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess, like when I, when I feel the time is right, I guess I'm just gonna pray about it, and then when, when God gives me answers, and I feel it in my heart that this is the school I need to be at, this is the school that where I'm gonna be at for three to four years of my life, and that's that's why I need to go ahead and make that commitment. I mean, and then I guess I just call call the coaches and, and just tell them that this is the place I want to be at, this is the place where I can see myself playing for y'all, this 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 community, this that is mm-hmm. the place I want to commit to. Yeah. Is the factor of uh, some of the schools being nearby or, you know, maybe where your family is or hometown, is that, does that, is that playing a big factor for you and your recruitment? Cause I know you were talking about Stanford and, you know, that's a good w- way out there in California, but is, w- does that play a big factor for you and your family or w- what's that discussion been like? Well, I mean, it, it doesn't really play a huge factor. I mean, I mean, of course, 
of course my mom and my and my dad, I mean, of course they're going to hate, like, if I go, like, real, real far. But, like, we, we sat down and talked, and they was like, if – if let's say it's Stanford or Nebraska that are really far, like like if that's a place where I need to be, that's a place I want to commit to, then then the distance is not going to be a problem at all because that's the place where I have to be. Mm-hmm. Do you have uh, – I know it's really early on, and I, would, I had no clue kind of what I was doing at your age and what I want to do in college. But once you find your college, what about studying or, you know, any kind of program stuff that you might be interested in now? Have you kind of got that in the back of your head of what you want to study? Uh, kind of – Kind of going into the business, like entrepreneurship field. That's kind of, that's hey. kind of hey, okay. I will say, I will say, Florida State does have a good Jim Moran uh, School of Entrepreneurship. That's what I'm in. So I'm just saying, I'm not saying anything, but I'm just putting it out there, you know, for the listen for all the YouTube people, all the YouTube listeners. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but MJ, man, I don't think unless any of the other guys got anything else to say, we definitely. Yeah, real quick, I don't remember ahead. if we, if I, if I or someone else asked it earlier, but. Um, do you know if you're planning to be an early enrollee, you know, at the school that you do end up choosing? Most definitely. I mean, that, I mean, that's definitely something you have to do. Like, like, like if you're going to go in and compete for a job, then I feel like that's definitely something that has to be done. Like, especially if I go to come into Florida State and there's another quarterback in my class going, then I'm definitely going to have to early enroll and, and start that competition early. Because I know, like, if you enroll in, like, June, then you're really going to have two months to get ready i know that i know that's like really not enough time so early mm-hmm. it's definitely something i'm going to do absolutely yeah it's a smart smart decision that's a smart business decision yeah. uh, <laughs> uh nate anything else from your end nah man yeah this was this was fantastic man uh definitely appreciate you hanging out with us a little bit definitely stay safe uh stay healthy good luck with baseball i'm sure these guys are going to be in contact with you and, and keeping in touch. But uh, I'm definitely, it's really cool to, you know, be able to be on here and talk to you. You know, we are always through text messages and DMS and everything, but uh, you're, you're a smart kid. I can definitely tell. And we'll definitely, we're pulling for you. Thank you. Thanks for hey, we appreciate you, your MJ. time, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Yeah. See you, MJ. See you. Wow. What, what's your first like reaction? Because this is is this the first time y'all have been talked over the phone, like phone or just? I mean, I mean that's the a- first time we talked, I guess, face to face. You know, as face to face as you can be over a Zoom. Yeah. No. Other um, than that, it's been basically phone calls and you know DMs, things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. It's been phone calls and text. So, you know, he, he's a smart kid. You know, he's definitely got a a plan in place. You know. You know the first time I talked to him, he's kind of got it figured out and how he wants us to all unfold. And, yeah. you know, he hit on it. You know, I was going to ask him about the, you know, the quarterback race when it comes, you know, once kids start committing, it's, it, it's a race to get, get your, your commitment in. So, I mean, you know, he, he sees that and it's going to be interesting how, uh, how it unfolds, but it's clear that Florida State's really done a great job. Um, you know, recognizing him as, as as someone that fits in their offense and, you know, making him a, a, a big-time priority for them. It's it, it's pretty clear. Yeah, and I thought that, you know, you could tell based on his answers that he's not afraid of joining a, a school that already has a quarterback committed, and he's not afraid of that competition. And, in fact, it seemed like he's already kind of thinking about it a little bit. You know, that means if he does join – a school that has a quarterback already committed in their class. He's going to early enroll so he can start getting the work early and you know, hopefully get a leg up on that other player. 
So we'll see if that ends up, you know, being Florida State's class. And, and it, it, you know, that that other, you know, someone that he would battle, someone he's been in contact with. You know, that, yeah, that yeah, matter. yeah. You're right. I thought that was interesting for him you know? to say yeah. that. And but, uh, the, another one. Hold on, real quick. What sold me is, is his thought on Travis Hunter. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's all you needed. He's a smart kid. I was sold on Chick Fil A barbecue sauce. Uh, there's a lot of things. Everybody's out. 120 percent sold on the on the entrepreneur entrepreneurship role, and man, I'm telling you, Florida State does have a leg in that right there. If he, uh, if he has any kind the, of interest in business, top five, yeah, in the yeah. country, yep, that in business alone at Florida State is huge for him, and it seems like his family's, you know, that's a pretty important thing for any kid, definitely quarterback like he is of his caliber. Um, school really it, comes first. Awesome. What'd you think? You were really doubted in that interview. <laughs> no, I, was, I was paying attention. You know? Obviously, I'm, I'm listening from a distance, but he yeah. seems to have a good head on his shoulders, yeah. which is yeah. and he's very in tune with what not just Florida State stuff, but all the stuff you're doing. I think that's important. Yeah. I was sure. impressed. Yeah, no. And then, like he had mentioned, uh, intends to be at the spring game on yeah. April 10th. Um, and, you know, he did say he does also want to commit in May. So Florida State really puts themselves in a pretty good spot. You know, that April 10th spring game, they're going to be able to be there. What? How, how does, How is that going right now, Nate? Is that were they able to be in contact? I mean, you know, there's no. going to be things. I think it, it, not, it, yeah. it's still dead period. So it's we'll going to bring them by the tailgate then. Yeah, it, We'll bring them by the no game day tailgate. <laughs> yeah, it, it's still going to be, you know, they can't have any contact with the coaches. It's more of a, a, a self tour that is the, of, of the school. You know, before but, I get ripped know. by the NCAA, that is the most ridiculous thing in the world because it's we're expecting Florida State not to have any limits on people in the stand. That is the most idiotic, ridiculous thing that they're doing right now. But we've so, we've already so went off on that. But I, I think what you know, not not to get off off topic as we continue to move on with the podcast, but you know, what's going to happen when you look at Texas that's opened up everything, and then you know they they go and try to do you know, recruiting visits and stuff like that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that battle, so to speak, unfolds. Absolutely. Uh, let's jump into, you know, definitely shout out to MJ. If you guys are watching on YouTube right now, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. It'll help us get out to some more viewers. We've seen, we got up to like about 60 viewers are on YouTube. We, that was Real definitely quick. our all time high, but uh, definitely hit that subscribe button. We definitely appreciate it. We're trying to grow this thing over there. Real quick, I just wanted to say, you know, shout out to Kenny Dillingham for what he's done in this recruitment with MJ Morris. I mean, it really seems like that relationship is one of the main reasons why Florida State is his favorite at the moment with, you know, how much they're in contact and how much they get each other. But, you know, do you guys ever think Kenny Dillingham's playing the long con here? You know, he's losing these Madam games on purpose to make – Recruits feel better about themselves. He's giving us kids confidence. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> uh, supposedly he's bad. But, and meanwhile, Coach Atkins doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, once you start playing Madden enough, you eventually start getting good at it. And if he plays as, as much as we think he does, you can't be bad for this long. No, I'm glad Coach Atkins is, be, is beating him. <laughs> I'm glad he's beating him. I like it. Uh, I want to see if Norvell can get on the sticks, though. Has any recruit talked about Norvell on the sticks? I feel like Norvell. I feel like uh, yeah, Norvell's got like a so. nerdy. I feel like Norvell's got a nerdy vibe too. I feel like he plays like World of Warcraft when he gets home sometimes, like on his off days, maybe. Nah, I, I, I don't see him much of a video game guy. What do you see him as? He just goes I, I, home I, and watches film like no, a regular I, I, college I, coach. I see him going home, chilling with the family, and just being a film junkie. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I, I can see. It. I, I just still think he's got. There's something. That's all we need to have him. We need to have him know. on the show. Like, yeah, we we, we got to figure out how he unwinds. But like, yeah. I, I, I like to play video games to unwind and, and kind of numb my, you know, numb my head a little bit. You know, you know. <laughs> you got a big ass head too. You got, got a big ass. I got a big ass. Yeah, at least my haircut's not butchered. But um, <laughs> yeah, turn your but, lights on. Yeah, but no. let's see that. Oh, I just got it. That's why he turned his lights off. Eh? Yeah. You said it was fine earlier. No, 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 no. I'm showing. Look at the freaking LED. Man, I'm looking good in here. Look at the new setup. I mean, come you got on. The TikTok now. lights on. Shut up. That's what someone said in the Discord. So yeah. you look like a 14 year old little girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I'm about to go into the army. <laughs> now you got the little track lights on the floor, got the little mood lighting going on. Yeah, the chilling. mood lighting for his Natty Light and his cats. Yeah. Looks like I'm getting ready for like for a Fifty Shades of Grey. Scene. Did your cat jump out that window? I haven't seen it. I, I'm actually really worried. Where is she? I actually <laughs> don't know where she is. The haircut scared her. Oh uh, yeah, Who yeah. Right. Get the mullet. Do I? No. It, I literally. That's why I always wear day. hats after I get it cut. Whenever I get it cut, the, I wear a hat for right a week. It's you. just so short. It's so short. The she behind cat's me. right behind you. Oh, like, there she is. Looks like she's like, getting ready like, to go like, for like the Like the fade is just not faded right. It yeah. is perfectly. You get your ass out of here. You're just. It is not to. blended. <laughs> I don't want. You got to blend it. I don't need a fade. I don't, I don't a fade. I don't need a fade. I look good enough. Okay, moving on. Let's get the basketball. Right, let's, yeah, let's jump and do some Chick Fil A. But then we got Austin's challenge before he goes into basketball. So yeah. let's jump into Chick Fil A trivia. All three guys are in it tonight. I got a good question for you guys. Put my hands so. right here, so people think I'm cheating. Yeah, mm-hmm. where are the hands at? Put your, everybody put their hands somewhere so we can see them, please. Uh, let's see. Uh, Austin, Austin should be the number one person to put his hands up because there he's always – we're always speculating. Where's your right hand at? Right here by my microphone. Where's your left hand? By my microphone. My right. phone's all the way over here, all right? <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Uh, always shout out to our friends on West Tennessee Street Chick Fil A. It's always popping, man. Shout out to them. We love them. Um, but yeah, let's get going. Here we go. Before it became Chick Fil A, what was Truett Cathy's original restaurant called? Which you know was the founder of Chick Fil A, the Dwarf yeah. House. Mm, you're close. You're close. It's, it, 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 it's Dwarf something, but I I don't know know what the second word is or Dwarf. Something. You're close. I don't know. Give us some options. Uh, I don't have a multiple choice here, Professor, mm-hmm. but uh, it's Dwarf Blank in Hapeville, Georgia. So it's Dwarf Blank. Not Dwarf it's House. Not house. <laughs> it's, not, no. it's not Dwarf House. Dwarf Kitchen. <laughs> dwarf Place? Nope. Think of something at Nate at your work that y'all do a lot in the back. Dwarf. Dwarf chop? Nope. Fry? Grill? There you go. Dwarf oh, grill. Man. Dwarf grill. I was, I was never going to get that. No, oh, Austin was complete because he didn't have his phone on him this time. So we, we called him out. Yeah, we couldn't get on. He's getting, he's getting ready for the 50 state challenge. What, what, that's, a, ooh, that's what an odd name. Yeah. Austin. I would not want to eat at the dwarf grill. No. I'm pretty sure that it's like still open. Is it the first one? Yeah, the first one's still there. I've been there. It's nothing too special, but that's just where it first was founded. The first said one. that they've got they've got like exclusive 
stuff that's not on other Chick-fil-A menus. I don't know. Well, here you go. Let's read it out. Although many Dwarf House restaurants still exist around Metro Atlanta today, Truett Cathy's first restaurant actually opened under the name Dwarf Grill in Hapeville, Georgia in 1946. Wow. Wow. Okay. And I'm learning things That's every day of the week. But shout out to our friends at West Tennessee Street. We love Yo, that them. person got paid, man. God. Yeah. That whole family, that whole generation, like eight generations are good That's to generational go. generational wealth right there, man. Yeah. All right, Austin. They're not clipping coupons. No. <laughs> no. Share there your you. screen, sir. Right. Yep, Austin. So what Austin's going to do here, this was a little uh, this was a little challenge from right, can you, can Dustin. Dustin. He said that he's betting a paycheck, so you, the three of us are going to split this. <laughs> Yeah, Dustin said he's gonna. Can y'all can y'all see my screen? I have whoa, 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 whoa! What are you showing us? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just not opening it. Austin's face, though, for a second. <laughs> oh, it's already started. Okay, Arkansas. Oh, the time's going. All right, here we go. Austin's gonna name. All... What's going on here? Wait, can we reset it real quick? Because I want to. Oh. You're right. doing it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Michigan. Uh, I'll tweet it. West Virginia. No way. Virginia. Nebraska, hello, Nebraska, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Rhode Island, Cali, oh. Alabama, Missouri, Oregon, Alaska, Connecticut, Arizona, Maryland, my home, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio, Maine, fun summer spot, Washington, Kansas, Massachusetts, Iowa, Texas, Idaho, New Hampshire. He's got like a plan here. Florida, <laughs> North Dakota, Wisconsin, Nevada. Got it. Vermont, Ooh. New Jersey, Utah, South Dakota, Indiana, New York. New Mexico, Mississippi, Tennessee, Minnesota, Hawaii. Dang, I thought Louisiana, you did that one wrong. Louisiana, Colorado. A minute 30. Minute Woo! 30. Half the time yeah. that you thought. Hey, I'll give a clap to that. That's pretty damn That's impressive. good job, bro. They doubted me. How, like, how do people not know the 50 states? <laughs> what did y'all do in middle school? Oh, I was, this wasn't me, Dustin. Not, not that. That's like 30 years ago for me. I mean, great. Right. I've been to like 35 of these, but still. Wow. Dustin, give a give your take. You're the one that challenged him. Yeah, yeah I, want, I want my Chick-fil-A. Yeah, he pretty much took oh, it. Oh, Chick-fil-A? No, Dustin's sending the Chick-fil-A. Yeah. This wasn't something that we All right, Well, Logan, I'm going to need you to give me a Chick-fil-A <laughs> coupon so that I can uh, you give didn't bring a Chick-fil-A me, coupon. You, you didn't bring me to the last basketball game of the season, so. I, I think that it was against Boston College. I don't think I, I think that when he comes for the spring game, you should buy him Chick Fil A out of your own pocket. Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah. When he comes here, yeah, most certainly I'll hook, yeah. I'll hook a brother up. Why? We'll have so many coupons. Why do I have to buy it out of my own pocket? <laughs> because the you don't have them. That's the best. Dustin bet. made the bet. I will yeah. steal them. I know. Where, I know Logan's address. They don't leave that window open tomorrow, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> the cat will beat your ass, and you know it too. Um, yeah, actually, up next, Austin, get ready for next week because you are going to be doing Europe up next. 
I can still. I think I can still do that. The, oh. the Latvia, Lithuania, that stuff that would, that would scare me. But everything else, I could probably get. Right, I, think, maybe that, I, maybe. I think Europe is easier than America. Oh, no, absolutely not. I live here. Yeah. <laughs> I think Europe is easier. I've, I've I, lived, can, I, I can pick Russia out on a map for sure. <laughs> I would hope so. That's about it. I, I, no, I can do it. I can do Italy. Okay, you sounded like that was some big accomplishment. Hey, I'm just saying I can do two, not 50, but I can do two. Can you find where Argentina is? In South America, so I can take a good guess. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a really big country, so I would hope so. I would hope so, too. Uh, let's jump into the last little, little bit of the podcast here. Austin, you know, he shined then, but he's about to shine even more with giving us the latest on basketball. Florida State, absolutely. Uh, well, let's see. Well, so there's only some I was going to say obliterates Boston College, but absolutely blows the opportunity to win the ACC regular season championship or take that title. Uh, but right now, it was just breaking. Duke is going to be the first team up. Austin, the rundown, what we got? What's, what's happening? Is Florida State, should fans be like, it's over? They're going to be first team out, first round by, or like, what's going on? I mean, the Notre Dame game sucked. It was tough to overcome the horrible first half we had coupled with Jamie Lucky. That's just an impossible combination to overcome. We were fine the second half, started hitting some shots, started playing some defense, getting stops. But when you're down 20 on the road with Jamie Lucky as your official, you're not winning any games. That first half was just so bad with Prentice Hub hitting shots, Dane Goodwin hitting shots. It's tough to beat that. We should have shot the ball better. We should have defended better. And they blew a huge opportunity. You would have loved to have that one seed going into the ACC tournament with some momentum. Now you're heading in with losing two of your last three, both of them on the road. Um, that's in their heads a little bit. It, it, it should be. But they've got a great chance to prove themselves this week, starting with Duke tomorrow night at 630. Yeah, they could have won that game, too. Oh, they yeah. didn't have that turnover late. Yeah, they, Anthony Polite hit a huge three. It was like a what a, a four left. point game or four point game. It was four point game, two thirty left. They get a stop on the other end. Polite has that block. They're coming down in transition. They get it to Raquan Evans. He attacks the closeout and just bad bounce pass to Scotty. He should have lobbed it. If that's a lob for two points, Florida State's winning that game because Notre Dame is on their heels with you know they're clenching up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Instead, Notre Dame goes down, get fouled, miss the front of the one on one. Raekwon Gray comes down next possession, dribbles it off his leg. After that, we had no momentum. And it's crazy that they could have won that game considering how bad they played for 28 minutes. But they still had their chances, and they just they didn't come up where they should have. I, I got pissed and turned it off. Understand. Uh, that, game, that game sucked. Yeah, I, I think really, you know, people, I think, understandably, were – pretty pissed off on Saturday because Florida State had a chance to come out and outright clinch the, you know, the regular season conference title for the second time in as many seasons in, in program history. And instead, you know, it was one of the worst performances we'd seen out of them in, in a while, probably since, you know, before the COVID breaks, I would say, okay. outside of that second half against UNC, you know, two weeks ago. So it was just really disappointing to see they have this chance to come out and clinch it. And instead, you know, they play flat. I think that gives everyone a little bit of concern as we move into a ACC tournament now. 
going to be important for FSU tomorrow night to come out and beat Duke. Yeah, you're going to see one of two things. You're either going to see a Florida State that's really pissed off, wants to prove themselves, or you're going to see a Florida State that's a little bit down on themselves because they failed on an opportunity. I think they're mature enough and there's enough leadership, not only in the locker room, but in the staff, that they're going to come out angry tomorrow night against Duke. Really prove themselves against a team that, yeah, Duke's not great, but they're still the darling of the ACC. You're still playing in North Carolina against a North Carolina team. Florida State's going to want to want to prove something. And for Duke, they're, they're looking at this game as if they win, they, they might be in the NCAA tournament. If they lose, they might just be on the outside looking in. This is a huge game for both teams, not just Florida State. How, how different, you know, this is just a hindsight question, but, you know, how different is this team with a, a Trent Forrest leadership kind of guy? You know, obviously, it's you know it's a tough question to ask. I think it was Skip Foster was talking about on Twitter that Florida State's costing themselves so much in the first four minutes of each half, mm-hmm. and that's partially due to Raquan Evans. I'm not bashing him at all, but when you look at the signs, you know they're losing a lot with him starting the game. I think you might see some adjustments. We even saw it against Notre Dame where Scotty Barnes was starting the second half. I think you see mm-hmm. more of that. I think Barnes has just been too good in ACC play to not play him more. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they do need that Trent Forrest guy to step up, whether it's Raekwon Gray or MJ. You know, MJ's been battling injuries, and you can tell it. Um, but Trent was such a huge part to last year's team that they were motivated for every single game. They never got blown out outside of that Indiana game, which I don't even really hold against them. Um, but yeah, obviously, no, no one's Trent Forrest, and no one ever will be. He was a very special part to last season's team. Yeah, no, Trent Forrest was huge, definitely in these kind of games where you'd like to have that leadership energy um and that game was like Dustin said it was very irritating to watch and then Nate turned it off but because uh, he's yeah, very I broke drunk. my table <laughs> really wobbly now I was more of like hey you know we got a graphic to post and it was like oh wait I don't yeah. think we're gonna be able to post this today but it's just it's, it stinks but you got to hope that they have that fired up energy you know a pissed off FSU and we saw it earlier and the season when, you know, they weren't ranked, you know, they were playing the probably their best basketball then maybe then because, you know, they had a chip on their shoulder. And that makes a very scary Florida State basketball team, in my opinion, Austin. Yeah, I said the same thing last night on another podcast, the Unconquered Era podcast. Go check them out if you haven't. Um, that you'd rather Florida State work through their funks now than in the postseason. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to get to March Madness in the first weekend you're playing some team like Winthrop, who's really good. And Florida State just starts going through the shooting funk, a mental funk. You'd rather them work through this now while they still have a chance to prove themselves and turn around from it. You think it bumps them down to a five? I don't think so. I mean, they're hovering right around it. Like, if you lose to Duke tomorrow, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But as long as you perform well in the tournament, win a couple games, I I think you're a four. You know, if you win the ACC, I don't think you're anything lower than a three. They're they're not going to keep an ACC tournament winner, unless it's Georgia Tech. Or a team like that outside of a three line. So you think if Florida State wins at least one game in the tournament or the ACC tournament, they're going to be a four seed? It should be, depending on what happens with Virginia Tech and whoever they play. Like if Notre Dame somehow comes back and beats North Carolina and then beats Virginia Tech tomorrow and then they beat us somehow, you yeah, we'd probably fall to a six. <laughs> um, but I don't see that happening. The, either way, it should be a Q. It would be a Q one game, whether it's Virginia Tech or North Carolina. Um, on Friday night, assuming we beat Duke. Um, so I don't see them bumping us down any further. 
Sorry, Mike Norbell's distracting me over here. He just posted a picture. <clears throat> he said his favorite picture of uh, all the all the practice pictures yeah. that they had yesterday, but he picked his favorite one, and it's of uh, him holding his daughter up on the practice field. It's pretty, pretty cute. It gets you in the feels, Dustin. All right, come on now. You know, here the spear. We can always we can act like we're hard. You know, we're gonna fight people on Twitter, but you know, we need to. <laughs> now this right here puts puts you in your feels sometimes, hey. right? Right, Nate. Okay. Listen. We're not going to bring that up. <laughs> I think that's do, why we'll have more listens not, than we've <laughs> Do not poke your toe in the water, Logan, because it will not go as you want I know. It to I'm go. not doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. Okay. Bad idea. Uh, but Austin, Florida State's going to be facing Duke. It was just uh, came uh, – It was obviously, we found out about that tonight. But Duke's going to be playing Florida State at 6.30 tomorrow. Idea well, – I mean, this is Florida State versus Duke. These games are usually very fun, but this is a different kind of year. Uh, any early thoughts on this game and what FSU fans should expect tomorrow night? You know, I've had a few people ask me, would we have rather played Duke or Louisville with Duke playing three games in three days? I don't really count Duke's first game against Boston College because they won by 35 and they weren't playing their main guys for most of that game. So in my opinion, I'm going with the mindset that both, either way, a team's going into this playing two games in two days. And it's one of those, would you rather play a team that's really good on offense like Duke or a team that's really good on defense like Louisville? Who knows? If Florida State shooters come to play, you know, and Anthony Polite and MJ Walker are hitting from three, Duke's got one of the worst three-point defenses, not only in the conference, but in the country. So if Florida State shooters get rolling, then you're fine. But if you let Mark Williams, who went for 21 and 18, looked like prime David Robinson tonight, if you let him get going, if you let Matthew Hurt get going, if you let Jeremy Roach and DJ Stewart get confidence, then yeah, you're going to be in for a long night, especially if you're not hitting your own shots. But this Duke team's still not good. There's a reason they're still on the outside looking in for March Madness. There's a reason that if we had played them in early January before we got hit with COVID, probably would have won by 25. Um, they have been a better team without Jalen Johnson, which is weird because he was their best player, arguably outside of Matthew Hurt. It's a weird team. But we'll see what happens tomorrow night. I'm pretty confident heading in. I would have been confident either way, considering we beat Louisville at Louisville by, what, 18, 19, something like that. As long as MJ Walker, Malik Osborne, these guys are healthy, I think they'll be able to give the rotation of Matthew Hurt and uh, Mark Williams some, some issues. Uh, uh, screw Duke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a fan. I really think it comes down to Florida State – shooting, you know, their average or above their average from outside against Duke. That, Not that's even their be... average. Just shoot better than 31% like you have. Yeah, I mean, we saw we saw what, how they shot a couple weeks ago in, in North Carolina. I, I don't have the exact stat, but, I mean, it wasn't pretty. And then a couple days ago against Notre Dame, it, it wasn't any better. And, you know, sandwiched between that was the performance against Boston College at home where they were absolutely lights out. Yeah, from downtown. Which, I mean, they've been practicing in there all season. Like you, yeah. you're used to shooting at home. They got to show that they can do it away from home outside of. Exactly. They need yeah. to carry over that and, you know, bring it out tomorrow night along with defense, because I thought on Saturday, Florida state was just giving so much inside mm -hmm. like little dribble passes out of the corner. Like Notre Dame did the bounce pass out of the corner to the guy cutting to the basket. What? Five or six times at each time. It felt like, there was no one there to protect the basket. So yeah, no, I think the defense has got to be a lot better tomorrow night. And I don't think that people realize this as far as the shooting aspect. 
depth perception in a building matters so much, especially if it's a building you're not used to. And the Greensboro Coliseum seats needs 22, 24,000 people. It's a huge arena. Mm-hmm. And while they are allowing fans, it's about 3,000. It's still not going to make it feel like a full building and feels a little bit tighter. It's, th- it's going to look massive in there for some of these shooters. That's going to affect that's going to that's going to advantage a team like Florida State and North Carolina that are used to playing in these bigger arenas, but it's still going to be interesting to see if their shooters come to play. What is that? Was that ESPN? It hasn't been checked. fully announced. It's either going to be yeah. ESPN or ESPN two. ESPN, ESPN I, I can't it's imagine it ACC not being on ESPN. Jesus. It's it's Duke in the ACC tournament. I can't imagine it not being ESPN. Yeah, no, it's Duke FSC. Yeah, no, is um. Yeah, are you going to try to do a uh, half ta- half time bat cave during then? I doubt it because I'm planning on being there. True. Ooh, Pl- I'm planning to, depending on. Whoa, you know, a little in person. A little in person. That's Discord, a nugget. You know, you know that's a is little. It, is it a nugget? I mean, I was at North Carolina. Oh no! Don't go! Don't go! Yeah, actually, uh, no. Can we go. not? Can we not allow Austin uh, to go to? Yeah, anywhere? I forgot about that. You're zero and one. Oh man. Okay, I'm zero yeah. one in one season. Congrats. <laughs> Let's ban Austin from any kind of basketball. Hey Logan, Logan, and I, and I, Logan. I don't even want him to go to the Final Four. And I know he said he was going to go to the Final Four. Oh, I'm going to give me your ticket. I'm undefeated That's this year. The weekend of my birthday. <laughs> oh God. Logan, you want to dress you? Elf in the room, you brought it up. You want to talk about it? No, 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 no. We're, we've made it this far. We've done a great job. We need to run through ACC honors and Coach Gates. So then this this was not going to be like a 1030 ending. We're actually going to be done like a little over an hour. This is going to be amazing. No, 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 no. I want to hear what Nate's talking about. I'm no, Dustin. What we got going on here? Dustin adds on fuel to the fire. Adds on fuel to the I fire. Mean, I'm we, curious, we gotta get too. The, What's ACC. happening? ACC honor, yeah, you know exactly, Dustin. You love just adding fuel to the fire. That is, I'm gonna, great. I'm gonna mute my mic and talk to yourself about it. Run us through the ACC honors, and then also Coach Gates, Austin, will end this sucker. Yeah, I'm, I'm going off the top of my head, but I think I got everything. MJ Walker, I wouldn't say surprised me, but I was a little bit shocked to see him second team and Raekwon Gray third team. Uh, Scotty Barnes also joined them on all ACC third team. Scotty Barnes racked up awards, not just all OCC third team, all freshman first team, freshman of the year, sixth man of the year. But the, and then I guess to some people's surprise, Mike Young for Virginia Tech won coach of the year over Leonard Hamilton. I was more surprised to see Raekwon Gray third team. I thought he should have been second team. And then not to see Raekwon Gray at all on any of the defensive teams was an absolute disappointment from the ACC Ooh. Who was Top voted 15? ahead of Raekwon Gray on the all ACC or yeah, all ACC teams? Um, I know Jose Alvarado won Defensive Player of the Year, which I thought it should have gone to Moses Wright, who won Conference Player of the Year. Um, I was a little bit surprised to see Alvarado up there. Just I I, I thought Wright had a better defensive season. Um, I've got defensive team right here. Jose Alvarado, Georgia Tech. Manny Bates from NC State makes total sense. Love the conference and blocks. Give me the forwards. Give me the forwards. No, it's all just. Oh. Really? Yeah, it's not. It's not positional. So it's Jose Alvarado, Manny That's Bates stupid. at NC State led the team, led the ACC in blocks. Jay Huff, Virginia, was second in the conference in blocks. Makes sense. Jordan Goldwire at Duke, horrible take. I would have taken Raekwon Gray and then Moses Wright. Makes sense. Top ten both blocks and steals. Raekwon Gray was top fifteen in both blocks and steals. He should have been up there. Absolutely. Disrespect. Disrespect. 
And then hey, more, and then more fuel to the fire, player. hopefully, right? Yeah, and then most improved player, he finished what fifth behind Matthew Hurt, which makes sense. He went from a bomb to 20 points per game. It makes sense. Isaiah Wan again makes sense. Moses Wright, I guess, and Justin Champagne, I guess, but Champagne was really good last year. But I, I thought Ray Gray should at least been third on that list. I, I was surprised that Gray. I thought he had an outside shot at first team. I thought he did too. You know, and the, to me, I don't think Sam Hauser was a first team All ACC player this year. That's just my opinion. Um, it, it's hard to it's hard to go against Moses Wright, Justin Champagne, Carly Jones, and Matthew Hurt. Those mm-hmm. guys were great all season, and it wasn't like for either Virginia or Florida State that they had one player that stood above the rest and deserved to be first team. And then second team, you had Kive Aluma from Virginia Tech. I thought Ray Congre was better. Jose Alvarado, good season. Jay Huff, good season. MJ Walker and Amir Sims. I would have taken Wait. Turk over Sims or even really MJ. He, he probably would have made it if Florida State didn't lose two out of three to close the season. And you know, he's kind of quiet those games. So. He, was, he was just seven votes – or sorry, he was nine votes behind Sims for that final spot on second team. And then he was 60 votes above the next guy on the third yep. team. So he was right on that borderline for the second team. Right. I thought he should have been there. I was, I was a little surprised to – see Scotty come away with so much hardware. I think I said it earlier this week. I mean, it just kind of surprised me because in my opinion, at least, you know, over the last couple of weeks, it kind of looks like he's been in a little bit of a slump. And, you know, I don't know if that has something to do with maybe that ankle injury he suffered shortly after um, the COVID break. I think it was against NC State. And if he's just not, you know, back to full health yet. But, you know, what do you think, Austin? I I think he's been fine. I think he's been really good, especially defensively and energy-wise. Um, obviously, he makes freshman mistakes. Every freshman makes freshman mistakes. Um, there's been no good six-man. Like, he beat out fellow Carolina freshman uh, Dayron Sharp for both freshman of the year and six-man of the year. It's just been a really bad year in the ACC for freshmen. I mean, you look at the guys that finished behind him. Dayron Sharp's been good, but not better than Scotty. DJ Stewart for Duke has been okay. Then fourth place was Jalen Withers, Louisville, and fifth was Kadari Richmond from Syracuse. And I don't think anyone on this podcast knows Kadari Richmond's name. Um, so that just speaks to what the freshman did in conference. You were supposed to have Jeremy Roach from Duke be a good player. He was trash. Caleb Love from UNC, super inefficient. And then outside of that, there just wasn't really anyone that stepped up. Um, I just really think the thing with Scotty, and I, you know, you mentioned his defense. I think the thing with him is offensive consistency and obviously his shooting range as well. Um, you know, he just doesn't always seem aggressive every night. It, it kind of seems like it fluctuates. He, so, he's, he's aggressive only when it's too late. And I, I think that's something that has to change in March. Yeah, that's what and I'm saying. So coming into this tournament and obviously, you know, March Madness coming up next week, what does Scotty Barnes need to do differently? They had to let him go, man. Help Florida State. Get let him go. It's not the team needs to let him go. He needs to let himself go. Mm-hmm. He's got to be on the gas from the beginning. And I don't mean – what game was it where he's just he was decided he was going to take 10-foot floaters the entire game? I forget which game it was. Oh, my God. But when that, he's when he's getting – Is that the North the, Carolina game or the Georgia Tech game? I think it was Georgia Tech. Yeah, I think it was at Georgia Tech. But when, he, when he's aggressive and just gets to the rim consistently, from the start, there's, there's no team that can beat Florida State. There's a question here on YouTube. 
this is from Premier Youth Theater. Asked with the shortened year, and if they go deep in the tourney, what is the chance Scotty Barnes comes back for one more uh, year? Don't even, don't think nah, about it. It's not <laughs> happening. About it. This isn't something you need to think. Oh, if we, if we go deep, or what if what if he'd kind of disappoints in the tournament, wants to come back, develop his off- offensive game? He's gone. It's not happening. Stop thinking about it. He, I mean, yeah, I think he he's not really he's not a three point shooter at all right now, and his free throw percentage isn't that great. And if you look at any mock draft, he's still in the top ten. He's, NBA teams see that as skills that they can. I, 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 I think that Ben Simmons comparison is pretty true right now. Oh yeah, honestly, yeah, I would. I see it. I mean, mm-hmm. Simmons has a little bit more aggressive mindset offensively. Like he's a lot better around the rim. But Scott, well, I, I think I think Barnes can be better. It's like you know he's holding he's holding something back. I don't know if he's trying to stay within the offense or or, or, or whatever. He's, but, he's just one of those. He's he wants to get everybody involved before he gets himself involved, which I, you, you love to have. But he's got to get. But he's got to get selfish a little bit. He's got to get his own in March. Yep. And Coach I, Gates, I, sorry. I, I, one more thing before we, we get yeah. to Coach Gates, but I really want to see the rotation shorten here in March. I know Florida State steps a huge thing, but no, no offense to some of these some of these guys, but for me, your bench has to be your your starting five, which in my opinion, Scotty, MJ, Polite. Turk and Balsha, and then off the bench, if it's not Sadar Calhoun, Raquan Evans, and spot minutes, and Malik Osborne, I don't, I really don't want them seeing more than five to eight minutes a game because at this point you got to have your best guys on the floor. So you think guys like uh, Wyatt Wilkes and Ngam will be phased out of the rotation a little I mean, bit? We saw, we've seen that with Ngam these last few games with Carolina and Notre Dame. He didn't play more than what five, six minutes. You're already starting to see it with him, and then with Wilkes. If, when he's not hitting shots, he's really improved as a rebounder, and his offensive IQ is there. But when he's not hitting shots, he's just not as reliable as some of these other guys. Uh, I think uh, I think Calhoun's been spectacular. I want to see him get 20, 25 minutes. I, I agree. I, I think Wilkes is just a player that you know he kind of disengages from the game if you know the offense isn't there. Yeah, and he's a great guy. He he knows the system in and out like the back of his hand. But when he's not hitting shots, he's not a focus for the other team. And to me, you got to have that in March. You got to be a threat all the time. You think maybe they go back to that starting lineup where they had Wilkes with the starting five, maybe to see if they can get him a couple looks early. And if he's not on that night, you know, they move on. We'll see. I, I, Florida State needs to have this mindset of we need to get a good force for a minutes. Yes. Leaving points on the board like we have been the last half of the season. Uh, you know, it, it was different when Evans was giving us great games, like against NC State when he had twenty four six and whatever. If he's still putting up those kind of performances, then yeah, you want him getting major minutes. But since those games, he's shooting what like sixteen percent from the floor, one to one assisted turnover ratio. You just can't have that. Now, I mean, this is the time to play your best. Yeah, you know, and you know, this this isn't a time to make kids happy. No, this is a time to get them Ws. Yeah, get some Ws. Dennis Gates. So is, it the predecessor? is he going to be the predecessor of Coach Ham? What's going on? I feel like I feel like the plan with Florida State and Coach Gates, they're not on the same uh, game plan yeah, here. I, I don't know if the five-year contract for Hamilton will, will line up with the contract that Gates <laughs> or the timeout that Gates, Gates is going to be on, but congratulations to Coach Dennis Gates in Cleveland State getting to an NCAA tournament in just his second season. What seed are they going to be, you think? 14-15, just because there have been so many upsets in these mid-major tournaments. What's the odds Florida State and Cleveland State get matched up against one another? 
Zero. <laughs> Zero. Because we're not going to be it. be entertaining. It'd be, would fun. be fun. I'd love to see it. Um, it's that Cleveland State, I was talking about it before we got on here, that Cleveland State staff is full of Florida State guys. It's not just Coach Gates. You've got Coach Dickey. Not, he was a video coordinator at Florida State. Uh, Chase Goldstein was a video coordinator at Florida State. Ryan Sharbaugh was a grad assistant at Florida State. Now he's an assistant coach there. They've got three assistant coaches that are former Florida State guys. Got a grad assistant that was a manager with me at Florida State, Parent Foot. You got another guy who worked at Florida State basketball camp that's now a grad assistant. There are so many Florida State guys there, and you can see it in the way they play. It's a very Florida State-like system, very Florida State-like culture. The guys love being around each other. And the fact that Coach that Cleveland State had four straight 20 losing seasons before Coach Gates got hired, he called a team meeting. Only four guys showed up his first meeting there. Completely overhauls the roster with JUCOs, and now they're in the NCAA tournament. It's an unbelievable story. I'm so happy for him. Wow, that is impressive. I didn't know didn't know that. That's that's yeah, what I'm Mikey, saying. We got to get on the same game plan. FSU had I me mean, like, what are we doing, Leonard? You taking some five years? What's going on now? You know, know. maybe we figure it out. We got to we got to have some. We got to be on better communication here. Watch, watch for this Boston College job. His yeah. wife's the assistant AD at Boston College. I'm talking about Coach Gates, obviously. Yeah. Um. If he doesn't get that job, he's gonna get a job here in the near future. He's too good. That's what I was gonna say. We brought up, uh, I think, the Boston College job earlier, so I was gonna mention that. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if this is the off season where Coach Gates necessarily makes that jump yet. You know, he might decide to come back for another season, see if he can take Cleveland State even farther than they come. I mean, this he, he's got the best recruiting class coming in for the Horizon League, which is. It's not a it's not a bad league. It's a, it's a very solid mid major league. Yeah, um, and I mean, you know, with how big he is on culture and and family, I could really see him going and and running it back with Cleveland State for another year. And you know, then if that success continues and the big names keep calling, that's when he makes the jump. Yeah, I agree. But if Boston College offers him the job, it'd be really hard for him to say no, especially with his wife there, bringing the whole family together for the first time since and how who knows how long. It'd be hard for him to say no. I I know him too well. So is that how- if I'm Arizona, I'm going after him. You know, they're they're going to move away from Sean Miller. You know, I'm going there's going to be there's going to be like a few su- there's going to be a few surprises open up. It wasn't surprising if Indiana moves on from Archie Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be I think Minnesota moves on from Richard Pitino. You know, there's going to be a couple of solid jobs open up this this offseason. They're going to do their due diligence on Coach Gase, and they absolutely should. He's mm-hmm. the best basketball mind I've ever been around, and that's saying something. Wow. Okay. High praise for Coach Gates. Wish maybe we could get him on a podcast. Talk about him at Cleveland State also his time at FSU, Coach Ham. Maybe that's something we can do this upcoming offseason once we get to basketball offseason. Uh, but yeah, I think that's practically everything for this evening. We had a jam-packed episode. It's just crazy thing. We had MJ on about an hour, hour and a half ago. Um, or an hour oh, ago, I should yeah, say. It was about 40 minutes ago. I can't read time. Obviously, I got <laughs> I got bashed my new haircut, uh, the lighting oh, in my room. I mean, let me grow it some. I'm just glad you finally got a haircut after like two months, Austin. So uh, it still looks it, it, like it took me a while to be comfortable sitting down again. You know, there was that whole hip surgery thing. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh Lord, uh, you need to stop buying so many shoes too. That's I, enough. I That's enough of that. You need to start buying some dates with some girls. Well, we'll see. Any update on that? Any update on your end? This is a two-way street, my friend. I know. I was about to say. 
Logan, you got red track lighting in your room <laughs> with, with a dimmed red light. A dimmed red light? Behind you. No, I don't. What are you talking about? Uh, oh, there we go. What, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, red light? There ain't nothing there. Nate, you are capping as usual. What are, you, what are they smoking over there in Orlando or wherever you're at? I'm not Orlando, you dumbass. Tampa, Tampa, <laughs> Tampa, shit. <laughs> you think he's technically Tampa. Right? Uh, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even in Tampa. You dumbass. Fort Myers. I'll right? see you next month, uh, maybe twice. In this, I'll see. I'll be seeing you next month. I'll take care of you too. Uh, all right, everybody, be good. <laughs> I got to get out of here before Nate gets riled up and he brings up what happened on Twitter. But uh, hey, uh, what happened? Oh, no, oh my God! All right, we got to get going. Thanks to MJ. So Morris. what happened was? Oh, so, no, let's. Be, <laughs> hey, we'll mute him. We'll mute him on here. <laughs> Uh, shout out to MJ for coming on here, man. It was great hearing from him. Awesome. Uh, seems like an awesome kid and obviously has a big amount of talent. But mm-hmm. uh, that was a great interview that uh, Nate hooked up with for us this evening. Uh, Los will be back with us next week. He's not disappearing anywhere. We're keeping him here. He ain't going nowhere. Um, and we, we, yeah, we, we, we ain't. We don't have cold fries over here. So ain't, <laughs> we ain't got to worry about that. Well, everybody, y'all be good. Enjoy the rest of y'all's week. Enjoy every bit of it. We got some spring practice to talk about. We'll be recapping Florida State versus Duke and some more ACC play, too. I don't know what the plan is for that. Maybe an instant reaction probably this weekend, but we'll have a lot of basketball coverage coming up. Make sure you guys are in the Discord. I'm telling you, I don't know what else to do. Make sure y'all jump into the Discord. You can join us and support us on Patreon and receive a lot of benefits. You support us and receive tons of benefits the guys are working their tail off we definitely appreciate all the dms and messages we're getting about us you know working our tail off with uh it's more of like a hobby to us but you know we like competing too so definitely appreciate all the love you guys have been giving us if y'all are on youtube hit that sub button like button everything that you can do y'all enjoy the rest of y'all's week and we will talk to you guys next week on here the spear Yeah.